Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today on Personally Speaking, I'll be joined by actor, singer, and musician Kyle Ryabko. Please stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and the multi-talented Canadian-born artist Kyle Riopko joins me now. Kyle was signed to a record deal at the age of 15 that allowed him to make an album and tour his home continent and then the whole world. He opened for a wide range of artists, including B.B. King, John Mayer, Jason Mraz, and Maroon 5. Kyle went on to star on Broadway, replacing Jonathan Groff in the Tony-winning musical Spring Awakening. He followed that with a starring role in the Broadway hit revival of Hair. Kyle Ryabko created and starred in the critically acclaimed What's It All About? Burt Bacharach Reimagined, off-Broadway and in London's West End, arranging the music of Burt Bacharach into something both new and classic. The show received enthusiastic support from Burt Bacharach, who said, quote, Kyle has done something truly unique with my music. After his success with Burt Bacharach Reimagined, Kyle turned his attention to his creative interpretation of another American music icon, Richard Rogers, with his album, Richard Rogers Reimagined. He's here with us today to talk about his life, his career, and the values that matter the most to him. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, actor, singer, composer, Kyle Ryabko. Before we get to our interview with Kyle, let's listen to him singing. This is Kyle's interpretation of... My Funny Valentine. My Funny Valentine Sweet Comic Valentine You make me smile with my heart Your looks are laughable Yet you're my favorite work of art. Is your figure less than Is your figure less than Is your mouth a little weak when you open it to speak? Change your hair for me. Don't change your hair for me. Not if you care for me. Not if you care for me. Stay, little Valentine. Stay. Each day is Valentine's Day. Kyle Riabko is our guest. Kyle, let me start with a question. I'm sure. No one's asked you in a while. What's the uh, the background of of that name, Rapko? What kind of name, and what's the ethnicity behind it? Yeah, it's Ukrainian. Cool. So okay. um, I, I'm I grew up in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which is you know right in the middle of Canada, in the kind of in the middle of nowhere. Huh. But um, 
the province is filled with with Ukrainian people. Um, really? Yeah, it goes back. Uh, you know, I'm probably butchering the story, but back when you know no one had moved to Canada yet because it was so frigid right. and cold, and no one knew how to break the land. Right. Uh, someone found out that Ukrainians were particularly good at that job, <laughs> so they allowed them to immigrate and, and gave them free land. So that's that's kind of where I come from. Okay. How long has the family been in? Uh, Saskatoon. Yeah, so my my great grandparents moved to Saskatchewan. Um, uh, so you know, I don't know how many years that is, but but uh, a couple of generations. But uh, my so my parents grew up in a really small town called Yorkton. Um, okay. I think now there are about maybe fifteen thousand people there or something. And wow. Okay. They, they both grew up there, went to high school there, met in high school, and are still together. And that's that's the whole story. And and uh, mommy's side also Ukrainian. Yes, Ukrainian, and but her father was Russian, so there's a little bit of Russian in there as well. Okay. When you have roots in Ukraine, do you have any? Uh, do you follow with any interest the uh, colorful situation going on in that country? You know, it's such a good question, and my dad and I talk about this every once in a while. We should more than we do is the is the honest truth. You know, um, I think my family definitely feels more Canadian than Ukrainian, but, mm-hmm. but we have that last name and it follows us, us around. And, you know, you said people probably don't ask you this question a lot, but the truth is it's, it's, it's a name that is unusual to people. Right. So, so I actually, it does come up quite a bit. And, uh, and I, I wish I did know more to be yeah. honest. Especially, I, especially like, now they're, they're going through some stormy times, the fight for democracy, the end of corruption, many of the same issues that we have here as well, but uh, yeah. fascinating people and the pressure from the West and the East. But listen, back to music um, for our listeners. Kyle Rapko has been essentially performing since he was 10 or 11 years old. He's now in his thirties. Here's my question for you. When you've been 20 years doing music on the road, concerts and all the rest, uh, there's so much in your life that you've experienced that many people your age wouldn't have. But then I, I see the other side and I wonder, do you ever feel like you miss the normalcy of, of, of growing up? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, been, that's been a struggle for me in my life. Um, you know, when I started, the wheels started spinning really quickly. Like, like you said, I was, I was 10. Yeah. I was talented. I had a guitar. I played fast solos on the guitar People said, you're great. Boom, boom, boom. You blink and suddenly you have a, a record deal and you're on tour and all these things that, that no kid would ever stop to say, is this really what I want to do? Right, of right, course, right. Of course it is. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, uh, it, it's a dream. Yeah. And it was a dream, but I, I always knew in the back of my mind, you know, going back to what we just talked about growing up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, yeah you know, the values there are our family first. And, mm-hmm. and I've always been a family first person my whole life. In fact, I got a tattooed to my arm here when I was very <laughs> young. And so I, I, as, as happy as the music made me, mm-hmm. I've always carried around a little bit of a sadness about not having the, those formative years, just being a normal kid. You know, yeah, yeah. there were frustrating times when I just wanted to hang out with my friends Mm. but had to go to Australia on a, <laughs> on a tour, you know? And, 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 and what the problem with that dilemma is that you can't be ungrateful or right, you feel right. like you can't be ungrateful for. So it's a tricky thing. And that, you know, I'm jumping now to the, the, the present, but 
that's what, what I've been striving for my entire life is a, is a balance between those two things. And I, I, I found it now within in my wife, you know, uh, we've been married for a few years now and we're mm-hmm. both performers, but we both have the same set of values where we're like, we are a family yeah. that knows how to perform, not the other way around. You know, um, that's how I look at it. Kyle, if, if you and Stephanie decide to have uh, children, would you encourage them to embrace an, an artist's life knowing uh, yeah. that, that it's a life on the road? You're asking every single perfect question. You're, you're asking the questions that we ask ourselves daily. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I, look, when, we're, when Steph and I are ranting uh, about the state of the world or the state of the industry or whatever, there are times when we'll say, I would never let my kid get into this. You know, I would, I would never <laughs> allow it, blah, 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 blah. But what happens if someday we, when we have kids, they come to us with a talent that's undeniable, yeah. you know, yeah. you can't, you, you don't know that until you're the parent of that child. And, you know, to some degree, that's what my parents were probably up against. They were, mm-hmm. they were incredibly supportive of me. Um, but I know that there was a part of them that, you know, was, had to say goodbye to their 14 year old son and, and yeah. not really see him that much at all. And that, that, that is not easy. So, you know, and beyond that, there's just, there's a lot of pain that this, that, that, that being in this business brings. And I would be hesitant to encourage my kids to get into it, but, mm-hmm. but then you realize there's, there's, there's pain and disappointment everywhere. You know, sure, sure. they become a lawyer, there's pain and disappointment there. Maybe there's, maybe they don't have, you know, experience the passion and the joy of life that they might as an artist. So it's a real balancing act. I, I think what's amazing is that Steph and I now have the tools to guide our kids through mm-hmm. this if it is, if, if it ends up being what they decide to do, you know? Um, yeah. if, if you and Steph have that opportunity to be parents, when you look back at your parents, uh, you said, first of all, they're very supportive of your career, but uh, in, in their whole life as parents for you, what have they done right? Oh, my God. I mean, what they did right was, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. When things started really rolling for me, I, w- I was very young. I was like 12, you know, right. and, and suddenly there were, like, suddenly you get a phone call, and like someone had booked a tour in Eastern Canada, and, and you just did it. And so, of course, I was so young, my dad would come along, you know, to drive the van and, and supervise and before those tours i'm thinking of one memory in particular my dad literally said to me okay we're gonna leave and go on this tour and just so you know i'm gonna be friend first on this on this tour dad second so i want i want us to go as friends and and i'm your dad i'm i'm there for you but i'm i'm here for you as a friend and so what that did was it, 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 it immediately allowed me to sort of spread my wings as a mm-hmm. performer. I never felt like dad's love or mom's love yeah. was connected to success or failure. Wow. It, it, it was always just, you know, we're in this together. We're friends. We, yeah. we, we don't know from this. We don't know playing concerts we've never heard of that we we grew up with farmers you know yeah, so yeah. so that's what they did right and and 
it, it takes an incredible amount of will. I, I, so now that we're getting to the age of where we're, we're looking, you know, towards being parents, I'm starting to realize uh, how challenging that must have been for my parents because the instinct is to control the environment. And my parents did the opposite. They understood the lack of control and, and, and they kind of, they, they helped me feel safe within that. Yeah. Kyle, every, every artist goes through a period that's a little fallow. Um, You have worked incredibly for so many years but I'm wondering when you've gone after things that didn't turn out, and every artist goes through that, how does Kyle Ryapko personally deal with disappointment, rejection, letdown, uh, having a dream that doesn't get fulfilled right away? How do you personally deal with that? It's a, it's a great question. I mean, it's, you want to say, oh, I know exactly how to deal with that, and, and I just chalk it up to you know another regular disappointment that I was expecting. But the truth is, that I feel sad when that happens. I, I feel angry. There's a lot of anger that, that one feels, mm-hmm. um, especially when you've had success as a young person. When, when you've had success, you, 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 don't, you weren't prepared for disappointments. You know, mo- most people <laughs> right. go through life, whether it's in college or whatever, where they experience those disappointments. You know, for me, it was success, success, success. And then I was... I hadn't developed that ability to accept. Mm-hmm. This. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's not, it's not like it rolls off of my back. I, you know, I'd be lying if I said that, but you know, now my wife helps me through that, you know, in, in, in an incredibly helpful way. And I think I help her through hers as well, because we, we have a knowledge of each other's, you know, experiences and, and we're in this, the same industry so so again it comes back to family for me i look i look inward i look to the home you know Kyle Ryapko for our listeners around the world um is an actor as a singer uh, as a, a composer but he has especially enlightened uh, a lot of the young generation to re-examine the music of Burt Bacharach and Richard Rogers i guess Kyle my question would be and i'm sure you've examined this before as a, a young man you're celebrating a man who's not a young man. I grew up on the music of Burt Bacharach, but where did you get the interest or the desire to study who he was, what he meant, and to uh, offer your own interpretation? Yeah, well, so I've I've always I've always listened to music from the you know 50s, 60s, and 70s. I've always existed in that world, so that's just <laughs> a natural whatever. That that's where I go. But I I didn't grow up as a Burt Bacharach fan. I I was more. Mm-hmm blues rock i was Jimi hendrix you know paul simon singer songwriter that kind of stuff so the burt Bacharach thing didn't really it wasn't on my radar as much but what happened was um after i I had been in a few uh, you know uh shows on broadway and different things like that i got a call from uh burt uh i think that he had seen me in a show or something asking me to uh come into the studio and be a singer, a hired singer on some, some new music he was writing. So he, he still writes every day, by the way, even right now, he's 92 years old. He gets wow. up and writes every day. So he's often going into the studio and, and hiring singers to, to, to uh, sing the song. So, you know, I went, you, you know, knowing that this was a legend, but, but sort of assuming I'd be in and out in an hour and it'd be a story I could tell. Yeah. Um, 
But what happened was I got there and what Bert was doing, being in the presence of his, of his, of his greatness and his work ethic was so mind blowing that I sort of knew I had to weasel my way in further into his life. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want it to just be that one hour. I wanted to mine him for something. And I, uh, I invited my, my manager, David Sells to one of those sessions. And he's a huge Burt Bacharach fan. And afterwards we started talking about how I could weasel my way into Bert's life. And like, what, what's an idea? What could we do with Bert's music? This is just too good. And there's something about the, the matching of, of me, a young person with, with him and, and older. Mm-hmm. And so we started brainstorming. Well, I could cover a few of his songs and maybe put in an album. Yeah, but then that doesn't have much to do with Bert himself. What if I took... A, a whole bunch of his music and created a new piece of music using that music and sort of piece it together like a collage uh, like a love letter to, right. to his abilities and we, that's a good idea let me try it and so i i started i went home to my home studio and started recording some arrangements and old bert's manager you know, hey, I, I have something that I'd like to play for Bird. I think it could be something interesting, you know, what it will lead to, but I would love to play it for him. And she said, sure, sure, sure. And then dragged on for three months, four months, five months. You know, he's a very busy guy. And, uh, anyways, long short, I ended up getting the meeting. Uh, and I had this demo tape with me. It was a very nerve-wracking experience. And I pressed play, and sa- I sat there in the room, music room, with his Grammys on the walls and his pictures. Right, of right, right. And um, play, and I'm sitting there watching Burt Bacharach listening to me playing Burt Bacharach for Surreal. And uh, he sort of lifted his head after a while and he was like, Kyle, it's good. <laughs> and immediately, he immediately took to the idea. He, 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 and, and he became, you know, an incredible support. And then we started brainstorming. Should, what could this be? A concert? A, what should it be? And we decided to turn it into a, a theatrical piece, uh, you know, that could kind of live on as a, as a review of sorts. Um, and, and that's what that was. And it, and it changed my life in many different ways. Uh, for our listeners, he did that not only with uh, Burt Bacharach, but has done that wonderfully with uh, the music of Richard Rogers. I hope our listeners will pick up that album as well. Um, obviously, you didn't have a chance to hang out with Richard Rogers, but again, where the interest in this seemingly... Uh, old world music, but you have brought to it a, a whole modern dimension that's just absolutely delightful. How come Richard Rogers? Well, that's directly related to Bert. So I, after that first meeting, what I would do is I would work on a chunk of the show, like minutes at a time, mm-hmm. and take it to Bert's house, play for him, because I need you needed his approval to get the rights to, to do the show. So every time I would go into his house, I would sort of sneakily look around. It's as you can imagine, <laughs> a, a huge place, and there's memorabilia everywhere. So I would always be scanning what's going on. There's a, you know, and and I saw two different uh, letters uh, in a really prominent place. So it was clear that Bert wanted everyone who visited him to see them. <laughs> there were two two letters, 
And as I took a closer look, I realized they were fan letters to Bert. One of them was from Paul McCartney, and uh, the other one was from Richard Rogers. Ah. And it was written in the, in the very early 70s, uh, and, and it was, you know, paraphrasing here, but it was basically, Bert, I love what you're doing. I just want you to know I'm a fan, and I see you as the next in line you know, in this songbook wow. thing that we do. And when I saw that, I just went, oh, wow, that's, that's incredible. Kyle, uh, every weekend, you know, because I'm a priest, I get to do weddings, and I love doing them, but to prepare for them so that I don't just give some canned homily, I ask every couple I marry to write me an essay, why of all the people in the world, the billions out there, why is this the one? If you had been asked to do that on Stephanie, have you figured out why of the billion choices out there, why is Stephanie the one for you? She makes me laugh. Okay. Ah. And it's all <laughs> laughter all the time. And, and, and for us, it's marriage is a way of communicating and laughing through this life that becomes more and more absurd. Yeah. As the <laughs> so if you don't true. have someone <laughs> to laugh about it with, I don't know what you do. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what it is for us. It's, it's just, you know, I, I always say like the day we met, we started talking and it, we've, it feels like we've never stopped that conversation. It's this com it's an ongoing conversation, but we talk a lot. We're, mm -hmm. we're talkers. And, um, and, and that's what it is. She's, you know, going back to my parents, I, I, I am lucky enough to have grown up with two parents who stayed together for, you know, years and years and years and are still very happily married and people would often comment on that like you know how rare that is yeah and <laughs> so i would every, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah so i would every once in a while ask my parents what the, what they think the secret is and and they would say you know look we're best friends we're, we're best friends first mm. and foremost and and it's as simple as that yeah you no know? so exactly. that it's that and it's the laughing Laughter and best friends, you know, I get to remarry couples a lot who are 50, 60, 70 years married. And when I say to them, what, what kept you together? You know, nobody says great looks. Nobody says good sex. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, but, but I married my best friend. She had my back. I had her back. And you're right. Laughter, the ability to laugh is, is, is one of the great blessings in any relationship. And you've been blessed to have it. Um, do you have any idea if, if I asked Stephanie, Stephanie, could you write me a letter on why Kyle? Why did she pick you? <laughs> I, I, I think she would, I think she'd say the same thing yeah. is the truth. I really do. It, it's really true with us. It's, it's, it's sort of like, look, I, I was never sure what marriage was, why marriage, you know, when I, I grew up as a musician, the most people you're around aren't sitting around talking about marriage. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's like career first and, and being on the road and all that kind of stuff. So it was always this sort of mysterious thing to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I met Steph, it was, yes, the laughter, but it was also just this innate, innate feeling where I realized I've, I felt like myself in a way that I had in, since childhood. It was weird. It's yeah. like a childlike return. Kyle, I <laughs> promised my last question. Um, with all the stuff that you have to deal with in life and that we all have to deal with, would you define Kyle Ryapko as a person of hope? Are you hopeful for the future? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have to be, it, it, it's, you know, it's important to be, I look, I'm, I'm concerned about the future. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm definitely concerned. I don't think that that uh, negates the ability to also be hopeful, you know, mm-hmm. in fact, maybe it's important to be concerned because then you can look out for things and, and make sure you're helping steer this industry, this, or, or just people in general in the right direction. Um, but, but, but I am hopeful, you know, and I think it's, I think it's always about looking to the younger generation and seeing what they're bringing to the table and, and, you know, their naivete as, uh, is, is important because mm-hmm. they're artists and you watch them sort of blossom. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. I just don't know exactly how, how things are going to turn out in a lot of ways. Kyle, for our listeners around the world who uh, now may not have known before we did this show about uh, your music, how do they get hold of, uh, of your music, of Burt Bacharach's music through you, Richard Rogers? Where do people go to find out more about Kyle Riapko? It's everywhere. Well, I have a website, kyleriapko.com. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and the music's on Spotify. You know, you can look up Bacharach Reimagined. It's on Apple Music. It's, it's, it's in all those normal places. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, Bacharach Reimagined is a good place to start. Good place to start. And Kyle, for people my age who are still playing CDs, are, are your songs available by virtue of CD too? Yes, they are. They're on Amazon. <laughs> Every time I have a singer on, they say, well, you know, just download. I'm saying, but more than half of my audience is saying, what's a download? So no, you're I'm saying. With I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to thank Kyle Rapko for being with us. I hope you'll get his music. I love his music, his interpretation of Burt background. His own stuff that he's written is magnificent as well, but his Richard Rogers stuff, which is most recent to me, is particularly a gift, I think. Uh, he's a guy you want to listen to. His interpretations are unique. I wanted today for us, though, not just to talk about his music, but about the man. And I love the fact that uh, tattooed on his arm is uh, remembering what matters most, which is uh, family. And uh, my hope for you, Kyle, is that you and Stephanie, when you get around to having those kids, can be as good as parents for them as your own parents have been for you. Uh, Kyle, thanks so much for being on our show. Wow, thank you so much for having me. As we end today's program, I want to thank all of you for being with us. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can send them to me through my website, which is www.CloseEncounterTV.com. All one word, CloseEncounterTV.com. To listen to our Personally Speaking podcast with some of our most recent shows, please go to YouTube and search under Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti and subscribe. Personally Speaking is also available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify. You can also listen to past episodes by going to www.ollmp.org. O-L-L-M-P.org. And you get not only recent shows, but also Monsignor Jim's weekly homilies. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, personally speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz, and thank you all so much for being with us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking. Personally Speaking.